Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show. I'm your host, Jess. I'm a wife and a mama, and I'm juggling work and misbehaved dogs, but they're really cute. (laughs) I'm a sports dietitian and empowered eating coach. I am absolutely obsessed with nutrition science and helping you crank up the volume on your body's biofeedback. Let's pivot your relationship with your food and your body from doubt and distrust to a confident bond that can weather the seasons of life as we discover the healthiest version of you with Empowered Eating. You know when you're wanting to make a change but you really have no idea where to start? Like you know that there is a better way, you can do something differently, but the thought of actually reaching that new or better way, it feels so Far away. Well, today I'm going to be diving into something called self-determination theory and how you can turn your wants into motivation and that motivation into action. Cause that's the key part, right? Like we can dream about it and we can have big thoughts, but a lot of times we get stuck in the overwhelm or the unknowing what to do next, what's the first step. And so whether you're working on a health goal, fitness goal, financial, or maybe even a home-oriented goal, I know this podcast is going to be awesome for you today. I'm so glad you're here. But before we dive into the content, I want to let you know I recently got this review and it said, leave shame at the door. This podcast is helping me shift my paradigm away from shame. It's both life-giving and thought-provoking. Jess is willing to say the thoughts necessary in a loving way in order to promote metacognition. I love that there is zero room for negative talk, only grace and tools to grow. I absolutely loved this review and I just wanted to give a shout out to all of you who have taken 30 seconds to head on over to iTunes and drop your feedback. If you haven't done that for me, I would so appreciate you pausing right now. Just open up your phone. All you have to do is hit on ratings and review, tap to rate, click on the stars, send me a message. Guys, these reviews help me out so much. It helps spread the word and it gives me feedback. So I'm always looking for them. So thank you and shout out to Ab to Fab for this awesome review. I really genuinely appreciate it. All right, so let's dive in to the content today. I'm so excited to talk about this because I hate it when we get stuck in these feelings of failure and not knowing where to start and we feel overwhelmed and it triggers, it triggers all the negative self-talk. And like that review said, we have, we have no room for that here on the show. So we're going to figure out how to overcome it. We're not going to move away from thoughts like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? Like, how does she get it done so easily? We're going to move away from those narratives and into our own space of motivation and action mode. And just to paint the picture for you guys on this, I want to bring you in on a little story about what's been going on in Jess's life and how I recently felt these extreme feelings of failure. And before I reached out for help, I was really stuck in a place of shame and overwhelm, embarrassment, all the negative self-talk creeped in. So to make a really long story short, about a year and a half ago, my best friend called me and said, Jess, there are two Bernie Doodles who need to be rescued. Do you want one? We're going to take one. Do you want the brother? And I have always wanted a Bernie Doodle. They have a pretty hefty price tag, which has been an obstacle for me to get one. But when I heard there was a rescue available, I thought, yes, like sign me up. I called my husband and he was like, your decision's clearly already been made, Jess. <laughs> Fine. Get it. Well, when we received the dog and they were rescues because um, they, when, because Bernie Doodles are so expensive, people want a specific color. Well, these ones didn't have the specific color and so nobody wanted them, but I think they're perfect. <laughs> so anyways, my best friend's husband goes um, across the state and picks up these dogs and he brings them back and they were honestly, in a, they were a mess. I mean, they were covered in their own feces. 
They had worms. Um, one of them, ours in particular, was very shy and very scared. So it was a true rescue. And while him and I bonded right away, he came with some issues. He has fear of men. He's got some PTSD. And then he was a puppy, right? So it was a lot. Looking back, I didn't do it perfectly, but I did do the best I can or the best I could with the information I had at that time. Now, it was we were managing, but it definitely wasn't pleasant between Whiskey, Whiskey's his name, and our other dog. We have an eight-year-old German Shepherd who's a wonderfully loyal dog. And it was all going great until the beginning of this year when Whiskey suddenly realized that he was a... 70 pound bigger than emma sized doodle and they started fighting and so our two giant dogs started to get into a few fights which started out a little they started out benign but they escalated in intensity i've got two small kids it it was very stressful we didn't know what to do i started asking friends and people who you know have more experience with dogs And quite honestly, it got more overwhelming because there are a lot of people with a lot of opinions about dogs and I didn't know what to do. I had my own experiences. I felt a lot of responsibility. I felt a lot of guilt. I felt pressure because I didn't want to put my kids in danger. Honestly, I got to this place of hopelessness and felt like a failure as a dog owner. And I love dogs. Like I absolutely love puppies. And I just, I felt all the things, didn't know what to do. Well, those of you who know me know I have a very strong faith and I believe God takes care of us even when we're not necessarily asking for it or think we need it. And he definitely took care of me in this situation because in one week in particular, after the dogs had gotten into a fight, we were trying to keep them separate, didn't know what to do. I had two separate people. One was a good friend of mine and one was a complete stranger mention a behavioralist here in my hometown. Now I had looked for a trainer and tried to connect with some people a few months prior, none of which turned out to be fruitful and we weren't able to sign up with them. But this one in particular was different. And so I connected with this gentleman and it was (laughs) life-changing. We've been working with him for just over six weeks now. And honestly, guys, and I feel a little embarrassed to say this because I do love dogs and I've had them for so long, but I've never had these kinds of dogs, right? I've never had big dogs. I've never faced these challenges. I've never rescued a dog. He has taught me some very basics. Like I didn't know dogs needed to look you in the eye as a sign of respect. I mean, we started making them sit and stare at us in the eyes and it completely changed how they move around the house. It just blows my mind. That's a very basic dog training move, but I didn't know it. And I could have gotten stuck in some of the negative talk and the shaming, like how could I not know that? How could I own dogs as long and not be aware of that? But the reality is, that is not my realm. Why would I know that? I don't have any reason to have known that had I not reached out for help. So he has been incredible. We've had a few setbacks, but I will tell you, knowing that he is in our corner, I have an expert I can ask questions to, has moved me away from the space of feeling like a failure and honestly like hopelessness. Like the rest of my life is going to be you know, slave, slaving away to these dogs and not enjoying them. It's moved me away from that to enjoying them again. And they're not the center of our, our house anymore. They're not controlling the situation. We are actually a family who owns dogs and it's quite pleasant. It's wonderful. I feel so hopeful again. We still have a lot of work to do, but at least I know I am taking the right steps. So when I went through all this, I was thinking what took me from a place of hopelessness with my dogs into 
a place of empowerment, not only action, but feeling like I'm in control again and I'm driving the bus. This really comes down to something called self-determination theory. Now, self-determination theory was coined in 1971, and it refers to a person's own ability to manage themselves and to make confident choices to think on their own and make steps forward. According to self-determination theory, there are three things that need to be in place in order for a person to successfully move forward on changes they want to make. That is control. They have to have and or feel like they have autonomy over their situation. Number two is the skills and the competence to make those changes. Like we have to feel like we know what we're doing. And three is connection. We have to know we are in a community or we're in an environment that supports those changes. When those three things are in place, magic happens. And if I think about my my whiskey situation, you know, I didn't feel in control. I felt like the dogs were in control. I definitely did not have the skills or the competence because why would I, right? I am not a dog trainer. I spend all my time talking about food and helping people with body image and making peace with food and stronger in their bodies. Why would I know all these details about how to work with a dog that has behavioral issues and then connection you know nobody in my world has experienced this and or if they have it they've come from their own personal background on it and so it wasn't quite connecting with my own story I needed to be connected with a person or a community that had a broader sense of understanding on how to train dogs and I see this so much in folks who are trying to make changes with their body and with their health I think we struggle to feel in control of our food and our body because there is so much information out there and we have no idea which applies to us. And then we get further confused because we have our own histories and backgrounds with food, right? We all have a different upbringing of what food looked like in our home. We have different influences from our parents. We have different stories on how we've treated our body or others have treated our body. We all come with so much We bring so much to the literal and figurative table when it comes to food that it's, it makes sense. We don't feel in control. And then on top of that, nutrition is one of those things. I wish so badly. It was a, one of the core pieces of education, both at the the elementary, middle school, high school, and collegiate level. But I can think of in my entire college years, other than obviously my nutrition degree, but prior to that, I had like two weeks on nutrition which is crazy to me. I'm like, every single human eats. Why is this not a part of our core curriculum? We're expected to know so much about food and yet we don't teach it. Like, why would you know? Why would you know how much carbohydrate your body needs? Why would you know how much protein you're supposed to have? And I think that lack of skill alongside the expectation that you're supposed to take care of your body you know, it steals that autonomy from us and it, it sets us up to not check these three requirements for that self-determination theory to move, help us move forward. So I, all that to say, there is no shame in you not really knowing what steps to take forward with your nutrition. There is a reason, you know, dietitians have to go to school for four years, pass a board exam and then get their master's degree. It's a lot. There's a lot to sift through there. And then on top of that, you have to know how to apply it to yourself, how to read your own biofeedback. There are a lot of layers here. And so instead of expecting yourself to know everything, can we just set that down and access the resources that are available to you? You know, when I worked with this behavioralist, the first steps, honestly, if I'm being totally honest, 
I was like a little embarrassed. You know, I had to call him. I had to tell him all the things going wrong in my house with my dogs. I had to tell him that Whiskey wasn't kennel trained. I had to tell him that Emma didn't like other dogs and that um, she had picked fights with Whiskey. I felt really embarrassed to say it out loud. But what was so cool is once I finally did, one, I felt better. But two, he met me with so much compassion. <laughs> I thought he was going to be, you know, judgy and say things like, you know, dogs' behavior is a reflection of their owner's behavior. I had this narrative in my head, but that is nowhere near what he said. Actually, after I had shared all my struggles with him, he just looked at me and said, I can tell you really love these dogs. And I am so excited to help you have a better relationship with them. I could have hugged the man. I mean, I just met him. He might have thought it was weird if I like attacked him, but <laughs> that was my instinct. I wanted to hug him because he met me with grace and compassion. And when he did that and he provided the skills and the competency for me to start working with my dogs, he gave me the gift of autonomy with my dogs. And so now I check all three of those boxes in that self-determination theory and it, it couldn't feel better. Again, I know I have a long ways to go with these pups. It's taking repetition, it's taking work, but I'm so here for it because I feel in control again. And when it comes to working on some of the changes we're working on, I think that initial step in reaching out for help can be really scary because we think we're going to be met with judgment. And really that's our own narrative popping up. That's our own self-criticism and that negative self-talk. And like we said at the beginning, there is no room for that here. I want to just crawl inside your brain for a second and let you know that you are worth all the grace and compassion to be met where you are at. You are in the place you're in with your health for a reason. You didn't do anything wrong. There is nothing that can't be fixed. Everything in your health is figure outable. All we have to do is be willing to reach out for help where we might need it. So here's my invitation for you today. If you have been feeling like you're kind of on the edge of your seat, you feel the lack of control, you're not sure if you have the knowledge that you need to make the right next steps, or you don't have anyone that you feel you can safely connect with on this topic, whether you relate to one or all three of these categories in the self-determination theory, let's get you some support. I would love to be that person for you. You can connect with me in one-on-one -on -one sessions where I can walk you through a 12-week accountability and empowered eating process, or you can move through my empowered eating method program and I can be there to cheer you on along the way. Either way, if you're sitting on the edge of your seat, my hope is that today you feel you can set down the shame, there is nothing wrong with you or where you're at, and it is okay to ask for support. There is a reason people have the jobs they have. I know for one, I'm so, so grateful I finally reached out to the behavioralist. My life is better for it. My dogs are happier. My husband's definitely happier, and my kids are safe. And I want you to feel that same level of autonomy in your own relationship with food and your body because, you know, dogs are one thing, but your vessel, your actual physical being that you live in every single day, if you feel you're not in connection with it, you're living out of alignment with the very thing that's carrying you around in the world. And we cannot waste another day with you feeling unempowered in your own body, in your own life vessel. You are way too awesome for that. You have way too much to do. Too many people are counting on you. We've got to make sure that you feel not just good in your body, but empowered. If I can do anything to get you guys there, head on over to my website, justbrownrd.com. You can find out more about working with me one-on-one. -on -one. 
about my empowered eating method and any of the other services I would love to support you through. I hope you guys find the same level of peace and joy that I found with whiskey. I hope you find that with your own body sooner rather than later. Hope you have a blessed day, friend. Cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.